and welcome to the Farmers Podcast once again. Uh, thanks to their major sponsors, Heatley Barbecues, along with Elders Rural Services. And today you're in for a bit of a treat. We've got um, stock agent Mel Haynes, who's going to tell us a bit about his lifetime in the industry. And uh, g'day, uh, Noel. He's decided to come along today. He's got over got over Port Perry Power Wind, but um, we what? won't talk any more about that. I think we will just have a little bit to say about that, won't we, fellas? I mean, South Australian team, we've got to be proud of both of our South Australian teams. And, um, yeah, I'm sure you're both on board with the uh, with the Guernsey. It was a pretty classical move on Saturday night, how they brought out the... Uh, the prison bars after the game. Cringeworthy <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. It was the best up yours I've ever seen to anybody by any club I've of just any sport. Felt so embarrassed. Hats off to David Kosh and his entire team. Yeah. Be perfect. Yeah. Obviously, the tail end of the weekend was Mother's Day. Uh, that was a beautiful day out, having lunch at the uh, the Royal Hotel. How about yourself, Parks? Did you celebrate uh, oh, with we, your we family? Did. We had a high tea at the. Uh, Velvet and Willow in Auburn. Mm, high tea must be there nice. Go, must nice. be very nice. I had a high cappuccino, but everyone else had a tea. Well, on the back of, uh, of Mother's Day, I think we should probably give a quick shout-out to our, our mother farmers around the countryside who are listening to us. Um, both you, Andrew, and I had... Uh, uh, mothers, mother farmers, who, uh, who they both definitely carried more than their own weight, didn't they? They uh, certainly do, did back then, and I think they still do now. Uh, we also know there's a lot of mother farmers working with their partners today on farms around the countryside. So, uh, yeah, we're wrapped uh, to, to have them here listening to our chats, uh, which uh, we've eclipsed 500 downloads now. Didn't know whether you were aware of that or not, Mark. No, cracking but, uh, along. I see yours is the most popular, but it has been up the longest too. That's right. So uh, there's and no. Where have we got one in Africa? There's, we've got uh, a, a global audience, Mel. You'll, you'll be glad to know. We're heading out to uh, to Ghana, America, France, England, New Zealand. Did I say America? Anyhow, yes, we are. Uh, plus all of our good Australian farmers who are who are tuning in to have a listen to us. Um, yeah, some weeks, most weeks. Every second week, uh, who knows? But um, yeah, Mother's Day once again. Great to have our, our ladies on our on our podcast having a, a listen. And we do still, we do actually have a few ladies on our list of uh, people that we'd like to chat to in the future. We want to hear their stories as well as the blokes. Um, so if you've got a, a mother farmer in mind that perhaps we should have a chat to, flick us a message uh, a message via Messenger. Uh, Facebook page, give us a call on our mobiles, and uh, just give us a little short insight into their biography and uh, yeah we'd love to put them on the list to, to have a chat to later on but i guess um now bit of rain about too but not enough some places got enough to to make a start or quite excited over half an inch but uh, who, not where i am who copped half an inch also, i'm pretty sure that they had on the nine mile there they had about half an inch on friday and then they followed up with another five so really so today's date because this is going to age not very well uh, is the tenth of May, so yeah, half an inch in 10th some places. Tenth of May, this probably be up online in about three or four weeks. <laughs> yeah. more, so. <laughs> so that'll be slightly dated by then. But uh, yeah, if you're listening upstairs, Huey, send it down, brother. We could certainly use a drink down here. Um, but yeah, enough of the oh, chat. Let's, let's get, get on with the chat. Let's get cracking and uh, and have a chat to Mel Haynes. Uh, g'day, Mel. And um, currently, Mel is working for Nutrien Balaclava, and. Uh, yeah, how are you, Mel? Very good, thanks, Andrew and Noel. Excellent. And uh, we're just going back in a bit of history about yourself. Whereabouts were you born? I was born in Gawler. Yep. In uh, 1947. 
a little while ago. Yeah. And you grew up on the family. Where did you grow up? I uh, grew up, uh, started at Reeves Plains and then moved to Redbanks. So on a farm? On, the, on a farm there at, when I was five-year-old. Yep. Yeah, at Redbanks. And, and went to primary school at Reeves Plains and high school at Gawler. Are you the oldest? Or? No, I'm the fourth of eight. Wow. Eight children. Well yeah. done to your yeah. mother. Yeah. Share yeah, well, what a timely chime in for Mother's yeah. Day. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Catholic? No, uniting. Okay, okay, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> um, what's your earliest memory back when you were a kid? Um, well, yeah, obviously your earliest memory is going to be from when you were a kid. Um, what is your earliest memory of life, particularly focused around the farm? Uh, we, we lived on a farm. Dad worked for a, a farmer and uh, we used to brother that's just a couple of years older than me uh, we when during the holidays and that we often used to go down and uh, lift up uh, bits of loose galvanized iron around the farm and kill the mice and or snakes we used to have a bit of fun with them with a, a piece of long wire and you whack it whack them how old were you then oh, about five five and they're going after the, the brown snakes yeah i'm 47 for a little bit longer and yeah i was still hesitant about chasing but snakes ne- but we never had problems we never seemed to be too concerned we always had this piece of wire around the house you know in case mum walked outside and saw this uh, snake she just said so we can't get it that still gives me the heebie-jeebies no, chasing no, after no. snakes so hats off to you mel yeah. by the time uh, i get the rifle for the snake it's usually long gone so. <laughs> but this day and age you sort of they're, they're a lot different. You never see them. I've hardly seen a snake. Because you killed yeah. them all, Mel. In, <laughs> that white time. Yeah. And they are protected anyhow, so these days yeah. we let them go yeah. anyhow. That's right, we do. That's yeah. right, absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to Peter. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what year did you go to at um, Gawler? Scrobling. Yeah. Gawler uh, High, yeah. You were at Gawler High School? Gawler High, uh, uh, 19, uh, what is we, uh, 60, I think, 60 to 65. Oh, yeah. so you did you finish matric there? Yeah, or whatever they call leaving, it now, yeah, then? Yeah, yeah, leaving or something, leaving, was it? Yeah, yeah, leaving, yeah. Did you go on to any other studies, tertiary studies or anything? No, no. Yeah, time to go to work? Went to work, yep. And, um, well, yeah, before you, before you started your first job, um, you would have had a few jobs around the farm, around the house, to uh, make a bit of extra pocket money, I guess? No, the only... Uh, I, we used to just uh, collect old... Uh, uh, bag up, uh, you know, the dead sheep bones and uh, and uh, and the wool and that sort of stuff off uh, sheep and that sort of thing, because it was worth something, and then uh, sell it yep. and that sort of thing. And uh, we used to... Uh, what they do with the bones? They just send them... Pick up their wool buyer used to take them. Yeah. Move yeah, them on to for meat and then take them on and then crush them and that sort of But um, our main thing was uh, the property we lived on was great for mushrooms. Yeah. And uh, we used to pick a lot of mushrooms and then sit and send them in the box full and anybody wanted them, we could sell them for, you yeah, know, yeah, two bob a, um, a box, fair size. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's something that's not really around much yeah. anymore these days, either. No, is mushrooms? Yeah. Mushrooms used to be prolific out yeah. home. Yeah, on the on the plains. But the thing is, uh, I think the chemical sprays have uh, yeah. ruined ruined that. Still seen on the golf course a bit, Owen. Yeah. But uh, um, 
You'd yeah. see a fair bit of the golf course too. I right usually here. see a fair bit. Of the, I don't usually see much of the fairway, but. Yeah. <laughs> But, but that was the thing. But you know, since in latter years, you wouldn't find them. No. Uh, yeah. So after all that, uh, things got serious. What was your first job? I started uh, with elders in Gawler in, on the 14th of March in 66. Okay. We've got an audience today. We can hear a bit of background, yeah. Peter. So just enjoy that, people. Yeah. <laughs> They're still cheering about the Port Adelaide victory on the weekend, but that's I okay. Think. <laughs> so I wouldn't think they'd be cheering about it. So what were your jobs at Elders when you uh, were first taken on board with I, them? I just started as a uh, junior clerk and yep. then moved on to senior clerk and then uh, and then into the operational side. As Whereabouts? What branch was that at? Was it in the city? Or? Well, I, no, no. I went from Gawler to Apsley. Oh, Wow. In Victoria, and then yep. back to, back to the big city of Owen. Right. Oh, okay. In 1967, the drought year. Yep. And then to Hawker, then to Cummins, then to Saddleworth, then to Paskerville, and back to Balaclava. And then when I come to Balaclava, I had a three-year stint at Broken Hill, and then back to Balaclava. All right. And you finished up in Balaclava and went to Nutrien at... After that, did you? No, in uh, in nineteen uh, uh, 26th of March, uh, nineteen sixty-six. One of your major sponsors here of podcast decided they didn't want me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they told me I w- in nineteen on the twenty-sixth of March, nineteen ninety, I was without a job. Right, made redundant by elders. Yeah. And then three weeks later, on the 17th of April, I joined uh, West Farmers Dalgetty, or Dalgetty, and uh, and been there ever since, and it's only the change of names that have... You've been with mm. West Farmers longer then? Yes. There you go. Oh, well, anyway, shout out to Elders too, we really appreciate uh, your sponsor. We, we all make mistakes, we all... we all make mistakes, Elders. Um, yeah. Just have to move on. Obviously, you have. Mel certainly has um, yeah. gone from leaps and bounds. By the sounds what, of it. Um, what? What? Uh, we when you left school? What were you driving? Well, obviously, we wrote down here horse, but obviously you had a vehicle no, there. No, I had my brother was doing national service. Yep. And uh, I had his car for a while, and then uh, I had a little Renault. Oh yeah, they're a good and, Port Adelaide sponsor. And then I. Uh, <laughs> then I moved into a, uh, a Volkswagen. Yep, yep. Uh, Thirteen hundred, and then, uh, and then from there on, I went into company vehicles. What was your first company vehicle? A Holden. Yeah. Yep. yep. Holden, Holden you? Uh, Holden Belmont. Yeah, and then then Kingswood. Yeah. You're talking sedans or Utes? Hmm? Utes S- or sedans? Sedans. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Need somewhere to put all your paperwork and your esky. Yeah. <laughs> You're a bit of a, a sporting guru, I've heard. Um, Mel, in your time, you, you knew how to grab hold of a footy pretty well. Can you tell us a little bit about who you played football for and uh, any achievements? No, no time to be modest. Well, uh, I, we'd I, love to hear about your, your I, highs. I started my uh, footy career as a, at Wosley's. Had three years with them, and then uh, Wosley's disbanded in 1965, and joined with Roseworthy, 
and uh, and I'd started work and I went down and played at Central Districts. In what grade? Uh, started in under-19s when I got there, Yep. straight into reserves and by halfway through the year I was into their league side. Okay. Yep. 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 And uh, actually stood one of, uh, made my debut against his uh, Port Adelaide mob. Did you oh, win? So you didn't win no, your first game, no, bad luck. I didn't win my first game, but <laughs> I stood, uh, my first opponent was Peter Mead, the umpire. All right. All right. Yeah. So he yeah. played for Port Perry Power, did he? Mm, yeah. There you go. So his son would have been Darren that went on to play for Port Adelaide as well? No, I don't think. No, I don't think so. No. no it might have been relative, but Peter's only a short fellow. Now you, um, what was your position when you were playing at Centrals? I played at half-back, on a half-back flank when I made my debut. Yep. And then the next year I, uh, I went in the summer months, I, was spent, I worked at Apsley, and then I came back to Owen so I could continue my uh, league career. You never got to play for the Owen Football Club? No. Oh, no. well, you were lost, mm. never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, they were about the time when uh, they had their, some good young lads, like the Gerlach boys and the pool lads. Yep. Yeah. But uh, but no, I went back to town, and then I played centre-half-back and full-back principally. Yep. Did you, um, any, did you get reported at all? Did you win any premierships, best and fairest, trophy awards? No, no I didn't. Coach awards? No, uh, no. Uh, Never been reported. He in didn't my play off. for Port Adelaide. No. <laughs> didn't get reported no. in all my footy career. Yeah, oh, that doesn't surprise me at all, Mel. Mm. No, not at all. What's the best part of your job today, these days, or you know, what's something you've really enjoyed? Apart from, I guess, meeting people, because well, obviously you're a people person, Mel. Mm, yeah. Well, the things have changed a lot. When we first started in the career, you had to be multi-skilled. You didn't just do merchandise, livestock, insurance, you'd done the whole lot, you had, and, and real estate, see. So uh, so I've come up doing in the whole lot throughout my career, and it's only in the latter years since computers have come in and a lot of the insurance is done online now, whereas before it used to be done manually, and while it was done manually, well, I could I used to do a lot of it. Yeah, travelling around the countryside, yeah. talking to farmers. Farmers and that, selling their office. Their telling it, that, so... You had to be multi multi skilled with what you had, what you did, not just either either or sort of thing. Like a lot of them are today, just either a livestock person or a merchandise person. Yep, yeah. yep. And variety yeah. is the spice of life, isn't yeah. it? It does make things a lot more interesting. Yeah. You're obviously still enjoying what you're doing, though, because you're, yeah. you're still heavily involved. And uh, I think, well, you were saying just when we met out on the street that you were playing with sheep this morning. Yep. Yeah. Whereabouts was that, and what were you doing? I just drafted a few for the local. South Aussie butchers, oh, yep. leftover sheep that uh, sort of rather than send them to Dublin, there's hoggets and uh, a few spot lamb, tarland lambs from a fella. So yep, yep, which fit into his category that he buys. When, how, where were you when you met your wife? What Balaclava? You were at Balaclava. Yep. Mm. And how many kids you got now? Uh, three. Three. Yeah, was it, he was hesitating. You, no. you asked him like you were no, wondering no. whether he's finished or not. No, no. <laughs> I think he's probably finished. You finished, are you, Mel? What's the, one of the funniest things you've ever seen happen on your job? Well, it's, well, it might seem, it wasn't, it, was, it could have been serious, but it was funny when we were 
droving cattle uh, that came off the rail at Bowman from Alice Springs and we sent them down to Port Wakefield in one of those real good years where the clover was a foot high, which you can't believe, and we had them on adjustment and we walked them down the back road uh, along where Primo meets the highway and then and walked them across the line with all our signs up yep. and, uh, you know, just say slow stock on roads and walking them along there. And the owner of the land there, he, he was down there where all the signs were and he had this red rug sort of waving it as it come up to, to sort of slow the traffic down as a guide. Yep. And one of these big B doubles come scraping around the corner, didn't, you know, didn't take any notice of the sign. And as he whizzed past, as the, the, the side of the truck, because it was all closed in, sort of sucked the uh, rug up and the old fella nearly <laughs> finished up rolling on the side of the road. <laughs> which, which he, well, he didn't get hurt because no. he was far enough off the road, but it just looked yep. funny, the fact that the uh, rug... The, with the truck and the air from the wind from the truck flying past him, just whisked Did he clean up any cattle? No, the cattle, we had the cattle just, well just off the road. just cleaned up the owner? No, he didn't clean up anybody. Oh, but, right. but I was just, thinking you were going to say that the bull went after the red red truck. That's an old white was under The cattle were sort of probably 500 metres away from yep. where he was standing. So yep. sort of, he was just sort of slowing as they came round the bend yep. to sort of slow him down or stop him. Just made him do a very poor imitation of Aladdin by the sounds of it with yep. the rug, the magic that rug. Just, that's really funny thing. It was just sort of, it was, it could have been serious, you know, because it just shows you how people don't read signs when they're on the road. No, exactly right. Now, how long ago was that, Mel? That was in the early... Early early eighties. Okay, so it was before mobile phones. So he's obviously distracted by something else, or he's just a, a bit of a peanut. We've all come across those on the road from time to time. What about uh, it's never always beer and skittles in a job. Um, has its highs, has its lows. What what would be the the worst part of your job? Um, I'm not going to say that it's it's working with Adam Pratt. That would be a rude thing to say. And by all accounts, he's a very nice young fellow. Uh, but uh, do you have a, a a part of your job that you think bloody hell you got to do this again? Or is not it? particularly because you know, you know, my job. I just sort of, I've always been a self starter, and I don't. I just when I get it, and I know what I've got to do, and I just go out and do it. You've and just got that country attitude, Mel. Yeah, There's a job to be done. You know, like you start, you get start work at eight thirty, and. But if I'm ready to go, I shoot off. If it's eight o'clock, I'm gone. You know, go and do start what I want to do. Yep. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. I mean, and you're not the only person that we've spoken to who doesn't have a worse part of their job. Uh, it just means that you're enjoying your job. Well, um, I wouldn't be doing it after 55 years if I didn't enjoy it, would I? No, you wouldn't be. No. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're an absolute glutton for punishment. But yeah. uh, no, I don't think you're all so that you at have, all. Have you had any highlights of your career since you've enjoyed it that you really look back and think that was? That was a bit of a get, or that was really well done by me, or... I oh, know, I think um, uh, some of the things like uh, uh, in the, um, I think it was 2000, early 2000s, we sold a lot of properties when, uh, when uh, you know, things were starting, when farmers were expanding and that, and we had about four or five property auctions in, in a row within eight to ten weeks, and, you know, the prices and that were quite good, and... And standing in an auction room of selling property, usually the bids come pretty slow, but 
couple of the auctions we had, the bids were nearly as quick as a sheep auction. Yeah. Which was unbelievable, you know. There's that many different bidders uh, prying for that particular block of land. It would be an unusual thing to see. I dare say if you held some auctions today, it would probably go in a similar vein, wouldn't it? But in, obviously in, back then it uh, hmm. it was a little bit different. It was a, a little bit of a changing of the guard, I guess, as to how farmers saw the saw their own futures. Um, yeah. They, well, I think that, that came about because of the lowering of interest rates and, you know, see, a lot of the younger generation in the industry wouldn't understand that, you know, we were out doing this when interest rates were 18 to yes, 20%. Yes, I remember that. When I came from school, mill, I was getting 17% interest on my term deposit. Yeah. And for about $500, but I thought it was pretty good. And they're the things, but if you had to go and buy land, oh, you know... It was cruel. It was cruel. Yeah. And that's the thing. And the other thing is, um, back in the early days in my job, probate was in. And, like, if you had a, a father-son partnership and uh, probate came in... Uh, well, the government took their serve out before the... the, the like son, death duties. Death duties, yeah. yeah. Yep. Before death duties. And uh, yeah, they took a serve of that and then you were left with the rest. He's no. looking confused. Yeah, no, you I'm definitely confused. Death like, to death well, I've heard about death tax has been spoken about by the one of the federal but, You know, like if parties, your property was valued and you, you, you and, your, and your parents were involved in the, in the farm, you know, so they... They'd, tallied the assets up and then they took a serve of it and then you got the rest. And a lot and a lot of farmers had to sell land oh. to pay the probate. Oh. It's like a capital gains tax, but, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. it basically got passed on the next generation yeah. as soon as and if, died. And if you could afford it, uh, you, you just you just worried it over. But uh, Well, I'm glad that's yeah. a thing of the past. Mm. Um, it is a good thing, apparently. One, one dear friend of mine that today still deals with me uh, went through that and... Uh, and, you know, it's a situation that you don't sort of publicly say. No, mm. no. Because it's sad to see. Well, they mm. just rip enough off out of us as, as we go along, as we're alive. You'd think that they'd be happy with what they get out of us on, the, on you know, while we're above ground, but uh, they well, actually used to take it, it off us after we disappeared yeah. as well. Yeah, well, the next one that wants to bring that up as a platform for their uh, election probably is not going to get many rural votes, I wouldn't have thought. So, uh, Would get zero, in my opinion. Exactly, wouldn't get mine, that's for sure. Not because, um, you know, I've got anything coming my way, I don't expect anything coming my way, but that is just flat-out greed. Um, but what have we else, what else have we come to expect from our politicians these days, unfortunately? Um, very sad. Um, who's blown your mind in agriculture? Who's uh, who's been somebody that you've you've watched, dealt works, with for a long time, with, and you've just for. gone, this guy's got his head screwed on, and he just keeps on raising the bar and raising the bar. And uh, well, I've always found that the good op operators in agriculture, you usually find out how good an operator they are when you drive in the front gate, if everything's clean and tidy. And uh, within reason and that, you can say, well, this fellow knows what he's doing, he's got his head. But if you go in there where you're running over rubbish and different things, well, you know, usually the operation works in a similar fashion. Yeah. Just Not all cases, but usually that's a rule of thumb. Just yeah. keep coming in the back gate when you come to my house, mate. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on a few holidays over the years? I hope so. No, we don't. No, no, you don't no, go I'm, anywhere? I'm not, a, I'm not a holiday person. I no. I'm a worker. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, where can they play that, Mel? Yeah, but I'm, I'd have uh, I'd have a few days holiday accrued, leave, and that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Most of my leaves swallowed up with a bit of sick leave over the years. Oh, I don't know. I bloody feel a bit lost for you, Mel. Everybody needs a holiday. No, you got harbour. You harbour any thoughts? Where, geez, one day I would like to go and I'm going to cash in all this annual leave, and I'm going to go and spend not, the. Not particularly. I'm no. not. I'm, a, I'm not a great traveller. We can yeah. get a caravan for you. No, I've had one of them when the kids were younger, but we used to go. Where caravan. did you used to go to? Um, we went to Wallaroo, and uh, then we uh, a couple of other places. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep, up and down York Peninsula, which is a, but we, as good we, as we, we, did, we went to Wallaroo a couple of times when the kids were. Yeah, sort of still early, still at school, primary school and early teens. And then, but our biggest thing is um, we got rid of that and um, and the kids' children got into country music where well, we used to follow uh, yep, that. So yep. uh, them wherever they went with their band. All right. What yeah. was the band? Uh, Misty Mountain. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah Misty yeah. Mountain. Are yeah. they still playing? No, they've split up because all the, they've grown up and they've got, gone their own way. They... Yep. Sort of thing, but they still still follow. They still like their music. They still got their equipment. If you um, were, um, if you could go back forty, fifty years, give yourself some advice. Take yourself aside, have a little chat to yourself, and say maybe consider doing it this way. Is there anything that you'd go back and, and tell yourself just to slightly change anything? Well, the, you've only, done thing, in the only thing is you'd, I'd change in um, is. This day and age is um, it's all all becoming with mobile phones and it's the technology side of it and uh, and you know like everything's done like auctions plus uh, so I remember doing a CAM accreditation well auctions plus is only just a glorified uh, same situation is they call it auctions plus now before it was CAM. Okay. Computer aided livestock marketing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it was all, and but they just changed the name. But yep. but now they you've got to get a credit and do so many assessments. But but I'd still do it principally by visual, yeah. Because the way we were taught, you know, yeah. You assess the sheep on their on their handling and and their looks, yep. yeah. And never really got it that wrong, I would imagine. No, we uh, uh, doing it the other way. Yeah, doing it the other way. You, you, you still you've got to be pretty accurate. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But you would have been because of the experience that you'd, you'd yeah, had. Um, yeah. But but that's the way it would go today. Is uh, you know you'd learn more, you know, about the technology side of it because that's the way, you know, people are looking to go. So anybody out there who wants to give Mel some more computer lessons, by the sounds of it, he's open to all offers. <laughs> <laughs> As is Andrew and I, and uh, and possibly even our audience this afternoon might even take a little bit of IT management uh, assistance, because we're all a little bit lost when it comes to that sort of stuff. Uh, we've, we can all do enough to get us through, but uh, yeah, there's always room for more improvement. Yep. Well, I reckon we just about wrap that up there, Mel. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming along. Yeah. Thanks again to Heatley Barbecues and Nelda's Rural Services, who are our two major sponsors. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to someone else next week and uh, hope we'll have another couple of episodes uploaded soon. So stand by. Mm, Thanks very much for coming in, Mel. Yeah, Mel, much appreciated, mate. Thanks, Andrew. Once once again to all the mother farmers out there, if uh, you've got somebody that we'd like to have it, you think we should have a chat to, um, yeah, please hit us up on Facebook or through Messenger, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll follow up and uh, and have a chat. I expect by the time this uh, podcast goes to air, the crows will be in the eight, and the pottery <laughs> pair will be well down the ladder. <laughs> okay, well, it's nice to have dreams. Um, 
parks you're living one for sure but uh, yeah thanks very much everyone thanks for listening and we'll catch up soon cheers